Stacy Bales was just 27 years old when she took over her family's manufacturing business. She and her younger sister, Sarah, were already working at the company, and along with a cousin who managed the shop floor, they would often handle operations at the main plant while their father spent time at a second facility in Texas. But the sisters never imagined they would be running the entire company in their 20s. They thought their father would be in charge for at least another decade. Here's Stacy. My dad was traveling every month down to our Texas location and taking care of things down there. So we were kind of used to holding down the fort while he was out of town. So just in 2009, he did like he always did. He went down to our Texas location. And the next day, he just didn't show up to work. Steve Bales died in November 2009 at the age of 53, leaving Stacy and Sarah to face the future of their company without their father, boss, and mentor. This is a story about fathers and daughters, about the ways that family and business sometimes just can't be separated, and what happens when you grow up much faster than you planned. It's all coming up on The Distance, a podcast about long-running businesses. I'm Waylon Wong. We are a production of Basecamp, the leading project management app for keeping everyone on the same page. Last week, another 5,884 companies signed up to run their projects with Basecamp. And you can try it free for 60 days at Basecamp.com slash The Distance. Bales Metal Surface Solutions is based in Downers Grove, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago. The company's tagline is, we finish what others start. That's because Bales specializes in putting coatings on metal parts that typically go into a larger piece of equipment. The coatings are made of materials like chrome or nickel, and they're designed to prevent corrosion and abrasion, or to reduce friction. The company turns around parts in as little as a day or two. We're actually taking our customers' parts and either refurbishing them and making their components look like brand new, or we're taking brand new parts and we are protecting them for longevity. Yeah, we do everything from teeny tiny little screws all the way up to um, big old car seat molds, uh, floor mat molds. So, I mean, it's kind of a nice variety of sizes. At Bales, workers take the metal parts and put them on racks then place the racks in a series of tanks filled with different solutions for cleaning, pretreatment, and the coating itself. Bale's customers come from industries like aerospace, food, construction, and medical equipment. Stacy and Sarah's father, Steve, and his brother, Mike, started the business in 1978 after working for a different plating business in a nearby suburb. They became known in the industry as the Bale's Boys. I guess they got a wild hair one day and decided that, you know, they were tired of working for somebody else. They were both, I think, 20 and 22 years old, and they decided they can pick up in (laughs) my uncle's garage and start polishing out of the garage, and that's what they did, and they got a few good customers and eventually got enough business that they were able to rent out a small space in Lombard. They were able to add some chrome plating services and grew the company to be able to buy a bigger location. In 1995, Mike Bales retired and moved out west. Steve stayed to run the company, eventually opening a second location in Harlingen, Texas, just across the border from Mexico, to service manufacturing companies in that region. Stacy and Sarah grew up just a block from the Downers Grove plant. Here's Sarah. We used to ride our bikes around the industrial park and pop in and go to lunch and all that. And 
spends a lot of time with our dad here, and we actually have a couple employees that have been here that long as well, and they remember us as little kids on our bikes. Uh, some of them even know our middle names from hearing our dad bust out the full name once in a while, so it's kind of fun. My dad definitely took us to take your kids to work day. So we got to come down here and, you know, on more days than just that. But he would actually let us follow him around and take us out in the shop. And I remember in specific one time he, he gave us a couple of plates of glass. And he let us take it and cover it with the masking tape we have here. And then he probably shouldn't have. We were probably 10 years old at the time. But he gave us razor blades and let us cut out designs in the masking tape. And then once we'd done that, we put them in the blasting cabinets, and he let us blast the glass. When we took all the masking tape off, we came out with these really cool designed frosted pieces of glass. And I think that was what first kind of got me excited about the business and just being able to play in hands-on with something and uh, see it morph into something even better was, was definitely inspiring. Steve Bales put his daughters to work, too. In grade school, the girls came in on the weekends to help clean the offices and lunchroom, including dumping out ashtrays. As Stacy got older, she went from sales to shipping and receiving to the nickel plating department. Then she answered the phones and sorted the mail, started handling invoices, became the office manager, and then chief financial officer. Sarah worked in shipping and nickel before shifting to part-time office work when her daughter was born. A while ago, the guys were, had a mission to teach us more. So I worked a day in polishing, and I found out later that they redid everything I touched, <laughs> which was nice of them to not tell me that until about two weeks later. It's been a, a long, forever, 20 years. <laughs> I feel young to be saying 20 years working here, but I think it has been about that long. But nothing could have prepared Stacy and Sarah for their father's sudden passing, which took place just before Thanksgiving. The daughters were thrust into a horrible maelstrom of not just their own private grief, but having to reassure employees and notify business associates and handle all the logistics that come with the death in the family. Stacy stayed home to make funeral arrangements while Sarah traveled to Texas to bring their father back to Illinois. And then came a low point. The bank had found out about my dad's passing online or somewhere, somehow they found out. And they called our accounting firm and at, demanded basically a sit-down meeting the Monday morning after Thanksgiving. So, you know, whirlwind week goes by and Monday morning we get to our accountant's office and we sit down and, and our banker at the time just basically just walked in and asked us how we were going to liquidate. The way Stacy and Sarah remember it, the banker barely offered condolences. He just wanted to know, when are you going to sell the company? You know, he was just concerned about how he was going to get his money and I can sort of understand, but it was very um, unemotional. It was a galvanizing moment for Stacy and Sarah. They wanted to show this banker that they would not be overcome by grief and uncertainty, that they could lead the business and take care of their employees through the current recession and whatever else followed. I think Stacy said, we're not closing those doors. <laughs> Pretty much. You know, you try to bite your tongue because you're in a vulnerable <laughs> position, but at the same time, you know, on the inside, you're just raging, you know, so we said thanks, and we calmly walked away and kind of collected our thoughts again, and luckily our, our dad had gotten a, a nice life insurance policy that went to the bank to pay off a lot of our debts and things like that, so that really did help us through the transition and to at least get back on our feet and at least get the bank off of our back. 
selling was never even an option, never even a thought. I mean, we were just more concerned. You know, we had 30-something employees at the time, and, and our concern is, you know, how are we going to make sure that everybody keeps their job and all these families, you know, still have food on their plate tonight. There were some arguments and some tough conversations, but the doors at Bales stayed open and the factory kept going. They closed the shop the day of the funeral so employees could attend, and then everyone got back to work. Stacy became president, and Sarah started working full-time, focusing on sales and marketing. One longtime employee who helped the sisters through the transition was Harry Raimondi, a former mold maker who was the first salesman hired at Bales. I also call him my Uncle Harry, because he's been with us for a long time. He's definitely one of our mentors and somebody we look up to. 19 years. So what's it like working with the girls, Harry? <laughs> well, it's been a different, but... We're getting better every day at it, and I'm on the second generation here, and things are going well, and it's still fun, so uh, we'll see what the future holds, but uh, it's been a good run. Complicating the transition at Bales was that Steve didn't have a will or trust in place. That left Stacy and Sarah to sort through his estate at the same time they were stepping up at the company. In fact, they just settled their father's estate a couple months ago, six years after his death. I asked the sisters whether Steve ever had a conversation with them about succession. The idea reminded Sarah of that scene in The Lion King, when Mufasa shows his cub a view of their kingdom from the top of a cliff. She called it a Simba moment. This will all be yours. (laughs) Yeah, like, did you ever have the Simba moment? (laughs) No, you know, I I, I honestly, um, I guess I had kind of always thought that that would be a possibility, but, you know, at, at 53, my dad was a young 53, uh, you know, he was still running and, and uh, working six, seven days a week and still loving every minute of it, and to be honest with you, I mean, I thought he had at least another 10, 15, 20 years. I think he was supposed to be Superman and live forever, and the irony actually is uh, today's our dad's birthday. Oh, we're 59 today. Both Stacy and Sarah had to adjust to their new roles. Sarah was now full-time and diving into the sales side by representing the company at trade shows. Stacy learned how to delegate and let go of some of her old duties, like payroll, to free up her time and mental energy for her new, bigger responsibilities. And she had to be there for her employees who were looking to her for leadership and continuity. People have a lot of questions and expect a lot from you, but um, I think one important thing is just to never lie. And, you know, if you don't know something, it's, it's okay just to say, I don't know, and, and I'll get back to you. I'll, I'll re- look into that. So we try to operate on a lot of integrity and, and just trying to be fair to everybody and our employees. Stacey does a lot of great pains to make sure that the benefits and especially the health insurance and things of that nature are as much provided as we can the same way that my dad had it. He instituted a long, long time ago, everyone here has paid birthdays off <laughs> and we kept that tradition around because we are a small family and we like to do that. We still do barbecues in the parking lot. We still do family picnic days and holiday parties and all kinds of little fun things. Just all of us together as a family. Stacy and Sarah also credit the head of their local manufacturing association for encouraging them to attend industry events and meet other business owners. At first, it was a little strange being two young women in a room full of mostly older manufacturing guys, but they found the community to be welcoming, and in those early days, it was therapeutic just to get out of the house and socialize. 
Today, Stacy and Sarah are known as the Bales Girls, a nod to their father and uncle's old nickname. And with the leadership transition and the recession behind them, they're able to look ahead and craft their own vision for the company. I think that's the fun part now is that now we've figured out how to delegate and now that business is okay and things are holding steady, we don't have to micromanage all the numbers so much as we get to have more fun with trying to figure out, okay, what is going to be the next step? What industries are going to go after? What new certifications do we want to have? What are our new codings going to be? Stacy and Sarah just finished a major overhaul of their company's brand and logo. They dropped their old name, Bales Mold Service, so they're no longer getting calls from people wanting them to check out mildew in their basements. They came up with a new blue and orange logo, Chicago Bears colors, with a font that reminded them of Gold's Gym, a brand their father loved. Oh, and remember the banker who asked them about liquidating the company? We also switched banks, which was a celebration day for sure. We loved that one. <laughs> it was Were you just, able to call him up and say, you're fired? You know what? It was a good feeling just letting him go, you know? It was just kind of one of those small victory moments. You're just dancing, like, not even just on the inside, like, full-on dancing. It's just nice to be able to prove people wrong. Today, Stacy and Sarah are moving on with an expansion that their father had started shortly before he passed away. There will be new equipment, including bigger tanks and an automated plating line. But most of the plating work is still done by hand. Over in the chrome plating department, a worker is building an oddly shaped metal frame covered with protruding wire loops. He's constructing what's called a conforming anode, which goes around the component before it gets plated. Chrome plating is actually an electrolytic process. So if you just would put the part into the chrome plating bath, the chrome wants to build up on the edges. So what we have to do to be able to plate uniformly is we have to build a conforming anode that the electricity will force the plating to cover and go into deep ribs and holes and things like that. It really is an art form. We build this completely by hand. In a different section of the shop hangs a large anode that consists of three large rings of different sizes stacked on top of each other, like a wedding cake. That anode up there, oh, we wow. call it the spaceship. That was the last anode that my dad built before he passed. And now Stacy and Sarah, the Bales girls, are building something even bigger, expanding on their father's legacy while finding their own path as business owners. This is our second home, so this was kind of like, you know, he's always here. You know, there was definitely a downtime there and some sad days, but it's nice to move forward and see how far we've come and how great things are now. So if we can make it through that, I think we could weather the storm through just about anything. The Distance is produced by Sean Hildner and me, Waylon Wong. Please keep those ratings and reviews coming on iTunes. We love hearing what you think about the show, and the ratings keep us climbing those iTunes charts. You can also find us on Twitter at DistanceMag. That's at DistanceMag. The Distance is a production of Basecamp, the project management app for keeping everyone on the same page. Give Basecamp a try for your own projects at Basecamp.com slash The Distance. The Distance.